Thank you guys for coming to check out another episode of Moon Road Podcast. Um, I want to preface this particular episode by saying that I did run into audio technical difficulties and apparently my audio uh, was not synced to my microphone. Instead, it was synced to my computer. So me as the host, I don't have the greatest of audio for this particular episode, but my guest Truth Seeker does. And he was a great guest and we had a great conversation. So I just want to preface it with that before you guys are like, hold on, what's what's going on with Blue's, you know, uh, audio? Yes, I ran into that problem and it is what it is. I picked up the mic from my laptop instead of picking it up from uh, my mic, which you are hearing me from right now. But yes, I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Let's get right into it. Welcome to the Moon Bro Podcast. I am your host, Blue Friday. I have a special guest on tonight, Truth Seeker. Truth is a musician, an author, a speaker, host of the Truth Seeker podcast, and a Christian mystic. Truth, welcome to the show. Hey, Blue. How's it going, man? Thanks for having me. Everything is good. Thanks for um, coming. Um, I'm I'm actually grateful that you, you know, accepted the invitation. Um, I hit you up. I seen uh, your... Your episode on coast to coast. Nice, nice. Um, and that's how I was became aware of you. Um, I've been a coast to coast fan for uh, many years from back in the day. Um, and I was listening to the shorts on, um, on Spotify and I was like, who, like I seen, you know, your episode pop up and they do like the little feature set where they put like 15, 20 minute clip. And I'm like, who is this? I'm listening to the story and I'm just like, this is, this is like, you know, like I don't even know the word for it, but I'm like, this is a cool like story. And um, so in my head, because I got I come from a Christian background and mm-hmm. whatnot, I'll get into that later if we, you know, if it so permits, time permits. But um, I'm like, this is interesting because a lot of stuff that I've seen growing up and a lot of the stuff that my grandfather told me about him being like heavily involved in the Christian thing as a pastor and being born around in the thirties and forties and things that he experienced. I'm like, this, uh, kind of resonates with, with a lot of stuff that I stories I've been told. Um, so I'm like, you know, what? I'm gonna take a shot in the dark. I'm going to find him, kid him up and see if he wants to like, just talk about things for, for, you know, on the podcast. So I hit you up and here we are, but so I want to just to, you know, start from like the beginning. Um, I want to start like from like your background and how you came into Christian mysticism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Um, for me, you know, all, all of this starts with, uh, you know, me being a little kid as far back as I can remember at my earliest memories of being around four years old and waking up in the middle of the night and having a shadow being on my chest, two of them, one on each side, pinning me down to the bed. And so that, that experience, um, uh, stuck with me and it had an influence on the type of, uh, movies that we rented as teenagers and sleepovers and telling ghost stories. And I would ask people questions if they've ever seen this. And, and, uh, you'd hear different stuff from different people. People would say that they, they have little people, people come in their room and, their dad had something like that happen to them and just these different stories. And, and it, it, it intrigued me and it, it led me towards that kind of stuff and uh, supernatural right. stuff and horror movies and stuff. And uh, um, needless to say, as a, a 
18, I got introduced to the occult. And so I got into like um, Satanism and Wicca and witchcraft, Necronomicon, anything that I could get my hands on at an early age and ended up like opening up doors to the other side. And it it wasn't good. It was negative and uh, um, was going crazy, losing my mind. These beings were trying to communicate with me and pulling me in and out of trances and portals uh, at will. And I couldn't turn it off and on and I couldn't understand what they were saying. And it was a bunch of them trying to talk to me at once. And it was really um, causing psychosis and schizophrenia. And I was like 14, 14, 15 at this time. So I kind of hit rock bottom and I'd been a Christian a few years before. And I knew that there was peace. I knew that there was solace and and uh, and safety in that. And so I kind of got chased back to that. You know, I needed to find some stability in my life and to shut those doors that I opened. And that was something that I knew that I could go back to um, to find healing and peace in my life. And I did at uh, at age uh, 15. So I was it was uh, September 7th of 2000. I rededicated mm-hmm. my life to Christ and uh, been a Christian ever since. Mm-hmm. And now, at the at the time, um, were you aware of like how real it was? As because you know, some like you said, psychosis can um, set in, schizophrenia can set in. Were you consciously aware of the realism of the stuff that was happening? How real it, it is, and um, and as it pertains to your reality, or was you not aware of it at the time? Um, oh, I became aware of it for sure to know that it was real. But I think at first it was more of an intrigue, but it all stemmed back to, you know, that four year old experience of waking up with some something in your room kind of thing. And mm-hmm. um, but as far as knowing you know, something was real versus it all being in your head, like I have that, you know, that memory. And, you know, to be honest, you, you don't I don't know what that was, you know, and what even if it was a bad dream, you know, so there's that right. that aspect of it as well. But um eventually like i became a christian at at 13 in 1998 uh 13 14 and um this was before i got really deep into the occult and and that initial experience of dedicating my life to christ at a prayer meeting um i felt what they call the baptism of the holy spirit just feeling this immense beauty and love come into the room and enter my body and felt like fire. It was so beautiful and euphoric and burned out all the wrong that I had ever done. And it was a supernatural encounter. I was just shaking and crying and weeping and burning with this beautiful energy. And, um, and, and we could, we could build on top of that. We can engage it. We can tap into that energy whenever we wanted to, anytime we would pray or begin to sing songs like that feeling would, come into the room and or we will come into alignment with it. And so I knew that something was real on the Christian side for sure, you know, but then I didn't stay a Christian for long back then, uh, only a couple months, but I knew it was real. And then I, and got, I wanna, in, got into the occult. And I, okay, I want to get into that because you said you wasn't for long. So when at this time you're around 14, 15 years old, um, take us through like, you were having these um, interactions and these, um, I guess these these forces happening within your reality. Um, where what path are you on at this point in your life? Back then, when that happened, yeah. So 
it was kind of like dabbling just in in um occult stuff i was so young at the time but it was just kind of just like mostly music and a little bit of books here and there um ended up moving away and, and my mom moved in with somebody and his son was a, a christian and he was a minister and um kind of was like an older brother type for me and take me to play basketball and go swimming and all that kind of stuff and ended up going to church and 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 that's all we did like was hang out with with the christian people you know i didn't know anybody in in town so um the, all we did was go to prayer meetings all we did was go to church but it was like it was awesome though because it was like for me it, it really took the the place of of smoking pot and uh right. and drinking because it was like you know it it, it brought me to a place that was, you know, it was like, I got to escape, you know, I got to right. escape my reality, my life, which is what I did when I would smoke pot. It would mm -hmm. let me escape and at, nothing mattered at, for that moment, you know? And so uh, we call it the presence of God or the Holy Spirit would like, you know, anytime we wanted to pray or anytime, you know, we, we had that intention, it would be this beautiful encounter. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I I was, you know, trying my best. I was, I was still a teenager, you know, I wasn't perfect or nothing like that, but I definitely, my heart was in it and it was all brand new to me, you know? Yeah. And I was hungry. So for how it. did, how, how would you describe the, the journey or the process from then to, to where you are as a man now? Um, was there any hills of, you know, the, the proverbial hill that you had to climb? any mountains or, you know, just life situations that you had to go, to, go through to get to the point where you are right now as a man. Yeah. So again, that was like my introduction. And then I fell away from that and got deep into the witchcraft and the occultism. And that's when things got real for me. Um, mm -hmm. And there was a probably about a two year period where I got into that until I hit rock bottom. And then I rededicated my life to Christ. But within that period, you know, I had seen, I physically saw beings manifest in front of me and, and my cousin and, uh, um, and attack us, knock us to the ground. And I, I knew it was real. So I knew that the energy and the essence of, of the Holy Spirit of Jesus was real, but also knew that the, these darker entities were real as well. But, um, leaving that stuff and fully pursuing the light. You know, it was a long, hard road for me because I opened up like so many doors in my mind again. They, you know, they didn't want to let go. You know, it was a, a, you know, months, if not years and for me to, you know, retrain my mind and uh, um, feel normal if that was even right. possible. You know what I'm saying? Because you're sitting in right. the same room with people and and you can see in dimensions, you can see in other realms, you can see stuff on them. You know, things about like it was a heightened sense of that. So just going, even just going to church and being a Christian and being like right. heightened senses of all of this stuff, it was so, so hard to even have a conversation with somebody, you know? Um, so it took a yeah, long time. That, it took a long time that, just to, just to have dinner with someone, just to be able to right. have a conversation that wasn't spiritual. You know what I'm saying? Like right. it was so, it was wild, man. And you, you know how the Christian community is, um, you know, they hear the word mysticism mm -hmm. and they automatic like I grew up in a church. Right. And, you know, like 
they will hear these these words and to them it's like buzzwords for mm-hmm. like okay this this is um this is a counter whatever my mm-hmm. teaching is or whatever yeah. but um so did you ever like as a person that was more open and receptive to what the the what the bible is you know really getting into mm-hmm. as a person that was more open minded to that reality of of the word did you ever face any type of like backlash or oh, yeah. people not understanding where you're coming from things like that yeah yeah they would say even early on you know when it was just total innocence and for me like um you know they would say we were too serious like we wanted to to pray we were teenagers man it was 17 years old at the time and um we would have prayer meetings at our at our home and we'd take bring the youth over there and and man, we had revival man like kids getting filled with the holy spirit for the first time and dedicating their life to christ and we're bringing people to church like we're going out getting people they're coming to our house to pray and then we're bringing them to church so like the numbers are growing you know but they but the you know the the members you know the pastors and youth pastors and leaders they'd be like man why don't you guys just go see a movie why do you guys have to pray and it was all it, it would always blow my mind it's like mm-hmm. man people are like that people's lives are getting changed you know what i'm saying for the better and and you're asking us not to do this like bring them to church to pray don't go to your house right. or go to the park everywhere we went turned into a prayer meeting man and like yeah. we and people's people were dedicating their life to Christ and they were having encounters with the divine man. And, uh, but yeah, they would tell us, ask us not to do that. And, um, they would t- tell us not to foot. Like I started, I was a gospel rapper and, uh, we right. travel to churches and tell my story and, and I talk about demons, man. Like it's, you know, mm-hmm. I've, it's real to me. It's my life, yeah, you know? Yeah. And it was yeah. Jesus's life, man, you know? And, yeah. uh, they would ask us not to talk about demons, even with like, I would go to centers where people were at like rehabs and stuff where people strung out on crack and meth and, and dope and stuff. And I would preach about the addictions and strongholds and, and demons and stuff. And they would just, they'd always ask me not to talk about it. And it's so, it's it blew so my mind, you know, it is. And it's weird because it's like, it's so like, if you read the, 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 the scripture, if you read scripture, if you read the Bible, it's like, that's what we're, what we're you know that's what they teach us to do we we meet people where they're at we -hmm. don't have people meet us where we're at we go out and we um you know (laughs) we 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 try to reach them and connect to them so when you see people actually doing that is i it always comes to a shock to my mind and i like i said i grew up around these environments so i understand what you're saying and i'm letting you know people that don't know they just don't know how this stuff is and it's like yo it's like everyone is doesn't know that this church is here on 72nd Street. And, you know, like there's people that need help that's out there that we need to we need to reach. So to have that internal uh, backlash within uh, the community, it's, it's always been mind boggling to me. But it is something that's there that it just doesn't make sense. But, you know, it happens, you know, um, so. Um, I want to let me I want to ask as far as like, do you believe that people's superstitions inhibit them from fully experiencing their spiritual nature? Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I know it's a loaded question, but well, you have a lot of people who I mean, I say it all the time, people who claim to be 
spiritual, but they're only superstitious. Right. You know, right. they have phobias or they're afraid of, you know, black cats or they're not going to walk under a ladder or something like that. And so you have these superstitions that that hold you back. You know, they mm-hmm. um, and, and they're not true. You know, they're not real. And so a lot of it within religion or or um, or, or whatever, um, what people would think would be the occult or people would think would be uh, witchcraft or something. A lot what I've come full circle with all of this most of that's in the bible like in mm-hmm. it's for it like it's actually like the disciples were being visited by angels and uh being taught in the dream state and going into trances and leaving their body and traveling to heaven and healing people i mean just so mm-hmm. much so much stuff that was going on um so many secrets that that are hidden and the word occult simply means that which is hidden so yeah. that which is hidden from some is openly revealed to others. So um, a lot of stuff by implication or by association, people think it's demonic or something because they've right. been told that or uh, or whatever. But there's a lot. And, and my work has definitely been to uh, to reclaim that stuff from like right. a biblical perspective that it was good. Like so much right. stuff again, I'll, just the, the things I named a while ago, but also like divination, you know, and 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 uh, and communing with the divine, and and so much more, man. And crystals, and the, the fact, all that. The stuff. fact that is the fact that it's in there, and it's willfully ignored. It's the thing that like baffles me because it's like like I read the Bible. Um, I don't read it all the time, but I read it enough to know what you're talking about, mm-hmm. and. It's like, yo, like you get a, uh, like the parable of the sower. Um, that was in the Bible. And I think Mark four and basically like, uh, Jesus was saying to them, like, uh, I will tell you the secrets to the kingdom of God, but for the rest of the, for the rest of them, I will only speak in parables. And I, I used to read this all the time, all the time, all the time. And I'm like, yo, what is he talking about? Because it's like a parable within a parable and it's called a parable. And I'm like, OK, what is he talking about? And as I read it, he was talking about sowing seeds yeah. and well, maybe the birds will eat the seeds or maybe the soil is not good enough or maybe it will it will uproot itself because of things and things like that. And it made me start to think about like um, the secret teachings and the mystery teachings of the Bible, like Jesus specifically told us like i'm going to most of the stuff that has to do with like the secret of the kingdom of god i'm going to say it in like riddles parables because those that get it that mean they've earned it in yeah. a way you get yeah. you get what i'm saying oh, yeah. so that's what and that's what i got from it i'm like oh my god that is that's so deep because i'm like this makes a lot of sense it it it, it kind of shows you the divide in people it's like okay you don't understand this or you're 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 um i guess you're against this you're anti this you say this is the call because you simply don't understand you just don't understand it you know and it's so weird it's so crazy because jesus himself said that in the bible like there will be people that just won't understand this stuff yeah you know and you know so yeah and so make me think about it 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 it, the parables and the mysteries meet people where they are according to the light that is within them you know if they don't have no light they're not gonna if they don't have no understanding if they don't have no uh good deeds like all of that is light 
you're bringing light to your understanding and um you you have to it has to be illuminated when you understand the scriptures you again you got yeah. people out here um reading the bible trying to find noah's ark they're trying to find goliath's skull and the ark of the covenant and they're trying to, in the ancient temple and they're like literally on excavation trying to find this stuff and like yeah they <laughs> I've don't seen some of that. <laughs> they, they missed it they totally they totally missed yeah. it like you know it says that you have to be illuminated with mm-hmm. the light of the holy spirit or the light of christ to even be able to understand the scriptures it tells you that in, in corinthians right. it's they're, they're riddles like you said parables and dark sayings that are hid they're hid from people, but it's hid right under your nose. But if you don't have the understanding, you're, you're not going to get it. So you got two people looking at the same thing, but mm-hmm. seeing two different things. Way, way different things. And it's, I was talking to my friend about this um, some t- um, not too long ago. Um, and I told him, like, yo, like, he was like, why did you leave the church? Like, why did, why did you stop going to church? And... I was like, you know what? That's a good question. And because I did stop going to the church, I'd rather just read read the Bible myself and make my own, you know, analyses of things. But I told him, I said, um, the when you go to church, basically what you're doing is you're trusting someone, someone's interpretation of this book. So when you so when you love your pastor and things like that, and you you deify your pastor, you're basically saying, I trust his interpretation because at the end of the day this is these are just interpretations of things so if he opens up psalms 20 whatever he'll say this is what this means but then you'll go to a different church two blocks away and he'll say this is what this means you'll go to a church in a different state and they'll say this is what this means so to me i'm like okay first of all the way i interpreted that is most of the pastors didn't interpret it the way i interpreted it and um second of all how how do i build that relationship with god without doing that deep inner work myself instead of having it just told to me you know because there's a certain degree of wisdom and 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 knowledge that comes from doing it yourself studying yourself having these um people say awakenings or epiphanies Mm -hmm. having these things yourself they come by way of doing that work so my thing is um, you know, a lot of, a lot of as Christians, where a lot of the stuff that you really need to, you really need to look into and get into, it's like off guard, you know, it's like, don't look at that though. Don't read this book. Don't read, you know, the book of Enoch. Don't read the gospel of Thomas. Don't just don't look at them things. And even when it comes to the, 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 the books that were permitted, they're like, but don't interpret it like that. Mm-hmm. When Jesus says the dark scenes, he doesn't mean it like that. When he says to meditate, he doesn't mean to like yeah. meditate. But I'm like, yes, he does. Like he's telling us to meditate. And I used to go to church and they'd be like, no, don't meditate, pray. Meditation is like some Eastern philosophy. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you talking about? The word meditate is like, mentioned over hundreds of times in the bible so to and this is why like it kind of it just blows my mind and that's and i'm like yo what is like really going on so when i see the work that you're doing i'm like okay this is a person that gets it and i and i mean this honestly and i'm not just saying this because you're on the show but i'm like this is a person who who kind of gets it you know um so how 
as in your journey, how has people received um, what you're doing? Has it been positive? Has it been negative? Has it been a little bit of both? How, how is it there? It was mostly negative until there was a shift. You know, mm-hmm. uh, there was, you know, like even doing my podcast, it was laughed at and scoffed and ridiculed. And um, people would talk about you and say, you know, they make UFO jokes or alien jokes or conspiracy jokes and stuff like that. And it was always laughed at. And I've been doing this for a long time, you know, and I had to I had to go off by myself and learn and study. And and I didn't have many people to talk to. So I had to go to um, Jordan Maxwell and, and esoteric philosophers mm. who had different interpretations right. of the Bible. And they had a beautiful understanding. Now, mm. Nobody has it all figured out themselves. It's here a little, there a little. Everybody has a piece of it. And that, right. and I think it's designed that way for a reason, for us to come together with our pieces. But anytime you get into this place of, no, don't listen to them or stay away from them or that's wrong and this is the only right. And you, you're, you're getting into like, you know, duality, really. So mm-hmm. for me, I had to look into Santos Bonacci and understand some of these scriptures that I was reading that the pastors tell you to pray against or don't read it or you'll find out when you get to heaven. And no, I, yeah. I, I want to know now. I want to know what this means. And and uh, right. and people, because they've been raised differently and they've studied other stuff. So it gives them a better illumination in the scriptures when they read it, whether it's right. astrology and how how it attains to your, your body, how the, the kingdom of heaven is your body. And it is above you and it is below you and it is within you. So your anatomy is is in the Bible. Everything is in there. So um, I was persecuted as far as this like ridicule and all that stuff until it started catching on. You know what I'm saying? And then like um, my podcast got popular, you know, my work started to pay me. You know what I'm saying? Like I and and opening up doors for people. And I started doing this full time. And, and now the, you know, I get to do this for a living to make the music that I do and write the books and pot and have beautiful discussions like this for a living. So um, a lot more of the church are opening up to this stuff too. Like I said, at at first it was like a pioneer into uh, something that was, uh, you know, testing the water. And then everyone kind of seeing how, oh, wow, it's working for him. He can talk about Mm -hmm. these things and be okay. So like early on, man, we're talking about psychedelics from a Christian perspective, the occult. And I always hit it with the Christian perspective. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. still my faith and my foundation, but, but but not talking down or you know, belittling stuff that I didn't agree with or I didn't understand, being open up to have a bigger conversation and it started working, man. And people, I was saying what people were thinking, you know, right. and that's what like, and, and I, I'm, it's cool now because there's a lot more of this is opening up the door for a lot more Christian mystics, if you will, um, people to, mm-hmm. to, to own their story and, and, uh, and to explore as well. You made a, um, a good um, point that I caught um, when you said that people were like, okay, he's doing this and, you know, people are receptive to it. Um, as far as like, like the the traditional Christian um, community, I seen that growing up. Like, m- like I had you know family members that were pastors, and I would notice like 
what you what they say to me behind closed doors and what they say in front of the pulpit, you know, not saying they were telling, you know, false realities, but they would give me a more in-depth understanding of things than they would give like the the, the congregation mm-hmm. more of a streamlined, watered down, you know, good for consumption and for the masses type of thing. And um, what you were saying, what you're saying about like how when people see that as receptive, they're like, ah, well, maybe I can go into this because a lot of it really is fear. People will say, oh, we don't want to get into that because that's the occult or that's this or that's that. But it's like, you know, you just don't feel that it's comfortable to speak on these things now. And you see that in every realm of like politics, um, mm-hmm. social, uh, sociological stuff, like as far as like uh, how the social uh dynamics is working in society at the time um where people are like more or less taken aback from certain things because they don't want to jump into something that is not accepted um even though it may go contrary to what they believe um so for you to even stand on that rock at first alone because at the time that you're speaking of being 14 15 um on up getting into gospel rap, talking about these things. Mm-hmm. I can tell you now, people were not receptive of that stuff. Because mm-hmm. I'm i I'm 28 and I've seen this at five years ago, six years ago, people weren't even receptive of the, of this type of discussion, let alone an, an entire like way of thinking and things like that. Yeah. Um, and I've seen it and it's just about probably two, three years ago where it's become something that if not fully accepted, people will engage in it with you. Um, so hats off to you just for standing that ground that long. Cause I know a lot of people that would have just been like, you know what? I'm not doing this. Like I'm not going down this path. It's it's taking too much energy. Man, I had, I had, uh, I had good friends and I have good friends who believe a lot of the same stuff that I believe and have experienced a lot of this stuff and study it and they won't talk about it. You know, they won't talk about it. And, and, uh, and I was like, well, since you guys won't, I have to, you right. know what I'm saying? So um, I had to do it even more. You know, I had mm-hmm. to, I had to, because they, you would think that they would own their story and talk about what, what works and talk about what they believe, but because of ridicule, because of, you know, if my boss finds out that I do this or I believe this, I'm going to be in trouble. One of my buddies right. was going to this one little hole in the wall church two of my friends and they believe a lot of the same stuff I believe for sure. And they were going to these hole, right. hole in the wall churches and they were like, man, truth, we want to get you to come to church with us. I'm like, yeah, I ain't really trying to go, man. It's like, uh, man, come on, man. You know, power of God's moving. I said, hey, it sounds awesome, bro. Like I'd love to, but I just, I'm so busy, man. I just, and I ended up waiting. I ended up, um, waking up one morning and I was like, one Sunday morning, I tried to call them and they wouldn't answer. I was going to go to church with them. And they never answered and they slept in and didn't go. And then he had the nerve to call me. He's like, brother, I think that I think the devil's put a spirit on you that you don't want to come to church. Uh, oh, wow. It's, 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 okay. pre- it's preventing All that guilt tripping. <laughs> it's preventing you from coming to church, brother. Uh, I said, bro, yeah. I called y'all last weekend trying to come to church. What you mean? <laughs> I'm not trying to go to church. Y'all tripping. And uh, and yeah. I had to tell him straight up. I said, hold on, because. One of them is a rapper, too, and he's working mm-hmm. on an esoteric album that talks about scriptural stuff, the same music right. I do. And I mm-hmm. said, bro, if them people find out that you're working on an album about 
aliens and, and, and meditation and trances and the third eye and aligning your chakras and, and breath work. If they find out that I say, you're done. It's off with your head. If them people that you're fellowshipping with find out that you're working on a rap album that talks about this stuff, you're done. So no, I don't want to go and be a part of a community of people that I have to pretend to be something I'm not. That's what a hypocrite is. A hypocrite is somebody who wears a mask. You show up around these people. Oh no, I don't, I don't like, I don't talk about aliens. I don't, (laughs) I don't like magic mushrooms. I don't think that they can change the world and heal people's psyche and heal people's depression. No, I don't believe that. Hey, you know? And so now we're getting into this place of just authenticity, which is very sexy right now. You know, it's, 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 uh, envious. So those right. Christians are like, man, he owns his story and he's, man, I can't believe he, cause, cause we're doing things that, that they've been told that we can't do. We're, right. we're, belie- right. we believe things and we're just a, just a walking manifestation of it, of the things that and they that, wish they can do, but they can, but they gotta, they, they gotta take that step. You, you, you know what I'm saying? From to... superstition and from tra- the traditions right. of men, which is what right. Jesus warned us about from the get go. Right. And you gotta, you gotta be open-minded and that's important as far as like the authenticity part of it is, is that you gotta live your truth, man. Like, um, no pun intended, like you have to live your truth because if you were just going along to get along, I don't think you will have any growth, not even spiritually, just even as a person, you can't, you can't have growth if you're just abiding by, okay, this is, uh, this is what I need to do to fit in. So I'm going to, I'm going to do that. Um, I feel like everybody got a different, uh, path in their life. Um, and I feel like anybody that dishonors that, um, innate thing that's in them, whether it's like to be, uh, a great technologist, like a Nikola Tesla, I feel like if he would have like not honored that innate feeling in him that just drove him to be that genius, he would be in a life full of peril, depression, stress, yeah. angst, you know? So even with your spiritual practices, if you know that God put it in you to be a person that understands the parables, so to speak, and you don't uh, go down this path and to help others understand the secret teachings, the dark the dark teachings, the, the parables, as they say in the, the uh, parable of the sword, then I feel like you're going against your own spiritual genetic makeup in a sense you yeah. know what i'm saying it'll drive you mad and it did for it did for me you're out of alignment you're out of balance you're aligned with the things that you love that i think god has put within you the mm-hmm. mysteries and to go deep into reason not it, everybody's mind isn't built that way to righteously yeah. divide the word and look at it from seven perspectives and judge it and then see what it is you know what i'm saying so Most people, the first thing they understand about the Bible is the last thing they understand. They don't even (laughs) change or or let it evolve. You know what I'm saying? So people are are just built different. But um, yeah, like, you know, for me, it was, you know, just this evolutionary process. And and I tried to fight it, man. I tried to like because I got it wasn't easy, bro, like to have all these people look up to you as a street preacher, as a Christian rapper, as a truth seeker, truth speaker, you know, and then, you know, as I started talking about this stuff here and there or putting it in my music or doing a podcast, then they would say, oh, stay away from him. He's a devil worshiper now. 
So I went from, from somebody who's madly in love with Jesus to somebody who's a, now I'm a devil worshiper. Right. So, so they say, and, and you know what I'm saying? So, um, it was hard. Like I was yeah. trying to go back and forth. Like part of me is like, I'm like begging God to take this stuff away from me. Like, I don't yeah. want to talk about the, anything deep, anything esoteric, anything. I don't want to talk about it if this is what comes with it. And I tried to fight it. I tried to fight it and, and God wouldn't let me, man. He's like, this is I why think- I called you to this, to, to this, this deep water. You understand. I need somebody who I can use as a light in the midst of all of that. And, uh, yeah. And it about drove me, drove me mad, bro. It, it was, it was several months, if not several years of hmm. the pendulum going back and forth and who am I and what does ministry look like? And are you really a Christian if you're doing yoga? And, you know, it was, right. it was hard, but I went through yeah. that for a reason and I, I got clear and, um, and I owned my story, but it, it wasn't easy at all. You know, it wasn't supposed to be. Yeah. Um, so do, what do you in your, in your words, right? Because, um, a lot of times people don't understand like, okay, they, and it, it shouldn't be this way. Um, and I, I, I watched a couple of your, uh, podcasts and I, and I know that you, you said the same thing is where it shouldn't be where I have to distinguish myself as a Christian mystic mm-hmm. because a lot of what's in the word is in itself mysticism. So by being a Christian, you are by default this, yet you just don't know exactly. it. Um, yeah. but with all that said, what do you, uh, believe it or, uh, what would you define it as to be a, a Christian mystic in the right as far as what you are right now? I would say, you know, 100 percent both of whatever mm-hmm. you think a mystic is, you know, and, and that's just, again, beauty in the eye of the beholder. You know, what does your mind go to? Um, for for me, a, a mystic is just somebody who simply enters into like a deep inner dialogue um, of contemplation of the divine mm-hmm. and you're able to see mm-hmm. the divine you're able to see god's hand in everything and i everything that i look at is a portal to god you know it's an emanation of the one nothing exists can exist without it so there is no you know he's only here he's not there um labeling all this but all is god hero israel the right. lord is one so moving away from duality and more into oneness, even though duality exists, but it exists for a reason and there's beauty in it all. So, um, so for me, that's what a mystic is, but you know, the mystical path is just, there's no limitations on it. And, but, but I would say that I try to, um, try to interpret everything, um, through the scriptures to, to a degree of like, what is, able you know what i'm able to do or what what they did so that because you know i do have a background that was dealing with darkness and demons and things that stuff is real you know so most christians that fear or belief that the demonic is real hinders them from even any exploration or any even contemplation or going deeper into the the scriptures but do you feel like you taking it taking that head on, facing it head on, do you feel like that, um, how do I word this? Do you feel like facing them them demons, them battles, them with the forces that you face, do you feel like what, instead of running away from it and taking it head on, do you feel like that made you um, 
did that deepen your relationship with Christ or deepen your understanding of, you know, the mysticism within Christ? Yeah, for sure. Because now I have a I have a contrast, you know, mm-hmm. and the contrast isn't just to to stay away. It's, it's a contrast of, of light and darkness and, and, and depth, you know, and in uh, and, and a respect, you know, for, for that side and for those beings that that are that are over there, you know, the lower level, they, they exist for a reason. They have a job. If they didn't, they wouldn't be here. You know what I'm saying? Yo, it's, that's so wild because the Bible talks about that. Like, um, and I don't want to, and I hate, I don't want to botch this or paraphrase it um, or mess up the phraseology of it. But I remember reading in the Bible where basically God or whoever was speaking at the time was saying like, I created these things just as, just like I created you, you know, basically saying they're here to, even though they're wicked and we know that they're evil, they in a sense are here to serve a purpose. Yeah. Whether you know it or not, or else I wouldn't have created these things. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people, um, a lot of Christians, I say a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of Christians, um, they're, they're not ready for that conversation, man. You know, even the weird thing is they'll be open to a lot of stuff. But then when you talk about the dark side and how God uses everything for your good, like it's a reason, man, you gotta, your faith has to be tested and tried and you gotta have consequences, man. Yeah, like you gotta yeah. have consequences, and they are God's consequence. Wow, <sighs> yo, you know what's so wild? I was reading. Um, I read a lot of Carl Jung, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, he talked about the shadow self a lot, and he was saying like, um, without that shadow self, and it's so crazy that you said this. Um, the contrast word, the word contrast. I use that word a lot. Um, when it comes to certain things, because mm-hmm. Sometimes without that darkness, you you can't really not only see the light, you can't appreciate the light, yeah. you know, and you you get. If you don't have a, a mind to um, see both sides of things, you will always be pigeonholed in your experience of things, if that makes sense. Yeah. So you will say you will get you will get a whole picture, right? Something like the Bible is a whole story. But you'll miss out on what the light side of the story is if you don't ever traverse into that darkness. Like if you just completely say no, it's like, well, how do you how do you compare and contrast what's happening in the light of the Bible? If you never entertained anything that they say about the deep mystery teachings or the darkness or the dark sayings, how would you even understand the light? Man, I was reading, I was watching something today and I found in the, in the uh, Epic of Gilgamesh, right? It was a scripture that was like, um, uh, narrow is the portal and, and, and thin is the way that leads to Nibiru. Mm. And that's like, I think it was 2600 BC, 2100 BC was written because it sounded just like the scriptures, man. You know what I'm saying? But you wouldn't know to make that connection if you never read it. And so when you're faced with those connections, when you're Mm -hmm. faced with those things that seem like they are a a contradiction or something like the cognitive dissonance that kicks in, Mm -hmm. what does that person say? What is the excuse that they make up in their mind to say where that came from or, or whatever. Um, And people, you know, it's fight or flight. And they don't want yeah. 
you know, this stuff to be to be real or it to be as open or as broad as it is than it is. But, you know, for me, you know, it, it, man, it it makes it more real, man, you know, to see yeah. that it's so inclusive and it's in everything. It is in astrology. It is in your yeah, biology. Yeah. It's in your physiology, your anatomy, your, your your psyche. You're talking about young like, you know, they're going to tell yeah. you how to break the script. He'll probably tell you just how to break the scriptures down. According Just to the, for the psychological yeah. level. And it yeah, is real. Yeah. But the problem I found with a lot of people mm-hmm. is we'll try to they'll think that their piece of the puzzle is so is the only piece. So right, maybe right, like a yeah. like like a young would be like, now I don't know that he says this, but that the Bible is yeah. only psychological. And I know, so I get what you're saying. That and the Christian would of, say that the Bible yeah. is only literal. The right. my friends who are deep in the astro theology will say that the Bible is only astrology. But the beautiful thing that makes it magical and so mystical mm-hmm. is it's it's all of them. If go back to the beginning, you understand the stories, if you understand the parables and the deeper meanings that relate all of this stuff together. And so for me, it uh mm-hmm. it opens it up so much more bigger. So I'm trying to I'm like, I know God this way this way and this way but i want to know him that way mm-hmm. that way now i want to know you i want to gaze at the sun and feel the right. feel your presence and your beauty you know what I'm, that i feel when i'm praying right. i want to breathe right. in and feel you filling up the temple you know what i'm saying as mm-hmm. the, his smoke his his breath his life comes in i want to feel that like i want to know him on every aspect and every level and right. we can if your mind is willing to go there and once it is once you open it then you and you read the scriptures, you'll begin to see all of those traces in a, a new layer, a new seal of revelation is unlocked right. by the light. Yeah. Oh my God. That's it's so it's so um it's it's profound, but it's like it shouldn't be, but it is like what you're saying is profound. Like, because I understand what you're saying, right? But there is a a large, large, large group of people who that would have just went past their head. Yeah. Like, because you breaking down like how like a psychologist, every time they reference the Bible is from a psychological standpoint. Mm-hmm. You uh, speak to a, a pastor is from a literal, the theistic standpoint. You talk about someone that's into astrology. They only look at the Bible through the prism of a lens that yeah. says stuff that's astrological stars mm-hmm. moons mm-hmm. what you're saying is no let's take this let's take that let's take this and let's try to understand the greater picture of what we're studying because i mean it's so like you look at the bible it's broken down into all these different books and everybody had a different uh tap not only talent a different field of study a different um philosophy um job had a different philosophy than uh, David. David had a different philosophy than what you would read something like the uh, the Ecclesiastes or Psalms. They had different philosophies in it. So, and I don't want to be long-winded, to pigeonhole the Bible down to psychology or just astrology or just theology is like, bro, you're you're missing you're missing so much, you know. Um, so for you to 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 try to bridge that together. Um, it's admirable. I do, I would say it's hard work. For sure. um, it, 
it, it, it, like, and each, I, each one of them takes a life a lifetime. Literally, of study. literally, people have studied this theory till they died. Like just one aspect of it. I'm Carl Jung. He studied only the psychological aspect of like um, biblical things, life things till he died. That was his life's work. You got some people who only studied astrology. So to mount this all together, man, it just seems like it seems like a lot. You know, um, what keeps you? I would say, what's the word? Inspired, energized. What keeps you in that in that focus, that discipline? Um, what keeps me inspired? Mm-hmm. Um, the mystery and the simplicity. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So they they they're both they they coexist together. You know, and mm-hmm. I I say in my lyrics, I'm lost within the mystery, right? Because it's like so vast. And it's, but the simplicity right. is so simple and so beautiful. So to never lose the modality, because you mm. got people who just give their life over to the, to the study of this stuff and or the truth or whatever, but they never practice it. There's mm. never like this prayer, this devotion, this this. Uh, there's never modalities that they can incorporate and things like that. So um, mm. the, the the two that 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 work hand in hand, um, and then to see like you know it start making sense and clicking for people is huge. Mm-hmm. You know, that yeah. Like, yeah. I get messages every day from people, man, who, you know, they say, man, you're like my pastor and stuff. And I'm not, I don't set out or try to be that, you know, but I am mm-hmm. that. Right. So you get shoe fits right. wear it for those people. Yeah. You, you become whatever it is to the people. And so I just, mm-hmm. I really, I don't like people that marginalize. I don't like people that, um, make others people make others feel stupid or mm-hmm. can or talk down to them and you'll notice a lot of yeah. people especially with biblical mysteries that have to go out they don't have the fruits of it they don't have this inner like prayer life or they, it's, it's all knowledge there's not a heart a heart it doesn't connect with the heart it's a it's a head knowledge so they're carrying it here but you have to mm-hmm. you have to have the chakras aligned it has to yeah. It has to be real for every part of your life and not just mm-hmm. the head knowledge or lording knowledge over people. So I really um, hope to share the, you know, the mysteries and, and, and the creativity and the expression and the exploration that comes with all of this. And, and no matter what seed I plant or, or what seed I water, um, mm-hmm. I, I love to, I love to see people's, you know, study and go deeper and, and stuff mm-hmm. click and make sense for people and what, how they can engage too and make it practical. You know what I'm saying? Not just a theory mm-hmm. of, wow, that's deep. Okay. Now this is deep. How the sun is, the sun is a consciousness for God or the sun is God or, or the sun is Jesus. Okay. Now go out and, and put your hands toward the sun. You know what I'm saying? And pray and see what happens. How do you feel? Look, look at the sun and close your eyes. Like, what do you feel? Like make it practical. Some practicality. Man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. That, Hey, that's, that's true because it, you have to get from a level of study to a level of application, Yeah, you know? Um, yeah. and that's what everything I tell people all the time, man, like, all right, that's cool that we know this now, but how do we apply this to our lives? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And, um, so speaking of the music, right. Um, and how can I stand here? You say salvation is my banner. I'm gonna hold myself to a standard. You always pull me out and Lord, you never left me abandoned. 
um, I heard that and it, and it touched me um, because I went through some of your music and, you know, as a person that wrote myself and produced, I know when I hear good songs, you know, um, and the frequency that your song is resonating at your music is like out of this world, like literally out of this world. Like I haven't heard music like this in a long time. Um, but going back to like them lyrics, like what, what it inspired a song like that? Um, and to say things like that within the song. Yeah, that one, that was, um, and I just re-uploaded that, but I wrote that in like 2010, 2010. Mm. So that was like just going through a lot of, um, just hard times and being honest and not just talking to God, man. You know, these, right. these, these realms that we can tap into where we just let the pen kind of write and. I feel like a psalmist, you know, like the like the book of Psalms, like you just write about what you're going through and how you feel and uh, and talking to God and praising God. Like you're talking to God, talking to God, talking about God, praise like all in a song, you know, and then talking about the emotions you're going through. So like, you know, I, I look at Psalms, or I think of Psalms, I think of something like that and, and a worship song, too. But also, like, I think of like Tupac and stuff, man, how he just. Like you have a lot of similar stuff in the music that Pac was talking about running from my enemies and, you know, God, I need you. Where are you in my life? And like you just open, open, you know, conduit, I guess, like whatever's within you. The Bible says Mm -hmm. out of the the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So whatever's Mm -hmm. in you comes out. And so, um, you know, I was going through a lot of stuff and just kind of like I felt like real, real desperate and stuff and just felt a release. And uh, I yeah. got to I got to perform that and sing that at a lot of a lot of churches back in the day. And it was like one of my biggest songs mm-hmm. when I was doing Christian rap. Yeah, it's a good song. Um, now, sure. as far as the. Like, you know, you, and you you touched on this a little bit about like sometimes like you feel things you're impelled to do certain things and it's like a force that you have to do this um i studied people like charles bukowski and um even dante allegory was talking uh briefly beforehand about his work um and a lot of times like you you read these people's stories it's like uh, almost a mythical thing that comes across them where they have to do this a lot of times tupac uh mentioned going back to him he said um when I write rhymes, I go blind and let the Lord do his thing. And but am I last holy because I choose to smoke a blunt and drink a beer with the homies? And I and I remember him saying things like this. And I'm just like, when I write rhymes, I go blind and let the Lord do his thing. I'm like, yo, they talk about that in in historical olden days, how like people would just be, and for lack of a better word, like possessed with a spirit that's like they can't explain how I know these visions or I'm writing these parables out but it's something that comes over me um it's always like been astounding because even me as i write my films i'm like how did i end up writing that in like an hour like how did i do that but it's like where is it coming from and do you believe as from your own personal opinion do you believe that um people could tap into a creative vault um or do you believe that is, is this something you could tap into or is this something that's given to you as far as, you know, people expressing themselves and things like that for, for the people that's listening? I think I think both, man. Um, and I'm yeah. still learning, you know, of uh, of channeling and what that is and, and like channeling, we would think. So I have a song called Channels 
on 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 the uh, new album and um the idea of channeling is something that you do, right? You clear your mind and you let a spirit speak through you or something, right? Is the act of being a channeler. But I think that it's, I'm moving closer to the fact that, you know, we're all, we are receivers, right? And so when you change the channel, you're, you are a receiver that's able to pick up on a different frequency. Mm. Our hair, mm. our extensions of our nervous systems, you know, and That's we're true. picking up That's on energies and ghosts and even talking about it right now. I got chills talking about it and because mm-hmm. I'm finna say it. When you get chills and you feel that, you can tell when spirits are around. Your body is an antenna. Mm-hmm. Your hair is That's an crazy. antenna. I got chills all over my body right now. And Yo, you can tell <laughs> when, the, when spirits are around that influence you, right. like whether it's your mm-hmm. ancestors, whether it's just the collective thought. Um, man, I've been having this these weird experiences lately where... I'm writing all of this stuff in, intuitively like it I would I, I wouldn't call it channeling but it could be but I had this encounter like a month and a half ago where like I felt the Holy Spirit come in my room and just I was writing and I started crying and everything just started connecting within the scriptures like all of this stuff started connecting and it was about ascension was the man about light and how we are like it was just all this revelation that I was getting and it wouldn't stop. Like it went for hours, man. And every time I would write a scripture and I'd type it out, I would have the next one that goes with it. And then the breakdown, I was like being taught as fast as I could write. And it was, Mm -hmm. it was, it went, it lasted a whole week, but it was really intense for like four or five hours. And, uh, and I was crying. It was just a beautiful encounter. It was a staple moan in my life and I never had nothing like that happen. And I'm um I got all this information and I'm overwhelmed. I'm like, man, how do I articulate this stuff? Man, like I got it in the yeah. scriptures. I see it now. How do yeah. I articulate it? You know, and so this new realm or or seal that was open for me. Um mm-hmm. but I started reading this other book that I started. So there's a book mm-hmm. by uh Annie Besson, Annie Besson, she uh, mm-hmm. was um, part of the, the uh, Theosophical Society, but she got a book called Esoteric Christianity. And I, I, I just opened it and read a little bit of it. And it was really good about bringing the mystery back to Christianity kind of thing and not throwing your pearls before swine. And it was this really deep intellectual thing at one point that we've kind of given up that it's for everybody now. Right. And right. And, and I put the book up and I hadn't read Yo, it that, for that, I don't want to cut you off, but the casting your the pearls before swine, that kind of this is I'm as I'm listening to you, I'm 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 learning and you don't even know that you're teaching me, right? Oh, because, I know. That's why I felt the chill, <laughs> the spirit zone. <laughs> I'm listening because I'm listening consciously, like I'm like I really listen when I listen to people. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, casting pearls before swine, and then it goes back to the parable of the sword, Jesus saying, um, uh I'm going to give you the secret teachings of the kingdom of God, but to the rest of them, I'm going to speak. I'm going to basically kind of confuse how they how they hear it and understand it. Yeah. And I'm like, there was a time where there was a, an exclusivity to Christianity, and people don't realize that there's like there was a lot of there's a lot of text inside of the book inside of the Bible where they're talking basically about like. No, you have to earn this knowledge. You have to earn this wisdom. Yeah. You have to. 
or, you know, we're going to confuse certain people. We're not going to cast our, you know, pearls, basically meaning wisdom, because in the Bible, they talk about they always associate mm-hmm. if people didn't know this for y'all that didn't know this. They always associate like pearls and gold and rubies basically to like wisdom and knowledge and stuff like they don't really mean pearls and stuff like that. But um, even that, like to don't cast your your uh, your pearls upon swine and stuff It's like. Yo, there was a a very, very certain subtle level of exclusivity and and like not everyone is meant for certain things in the Bible that no one ever discusses. Yeah. You know? uh, yeah, man. And and it, it gets really deep and and to understand mm-hmm. why it's it's written that way. And, and even the the translations that we have today, you know, the King James, like what I've, what I'm finding out with that encounter that I had that like, um, breaking, you got to break down the words because it, because like Jesus taught parables, but the whole, the whole chapter is a parable. Like mm-hmm. you, and you got to break down the actual meanings of those words when it says like they cut, you know, they came into Capernaum. Like you got to break down the word Capernaum and see what it means. You got to break down the word. You know, you got to you got to know who the Pharisees are. You got to know who the you know, we, we read stuff and we just glance over it. But there, if we would break it down and let it unfold, it's going to it's a story within a story. So mm-hmm. instead of just like breezing through it, oh, Jesus healed a blind man. No, like how he he healed the blind man and what what was causing him to be blind and and, and then where he told him to go afterwards and the, the city that he was he was in that had to deal with this blind, like it really opens up really deep. Yeah, and yeah. um, so that you can see it and it is yeah. for the, it is for the initiated. You got to be initiated. But the beautiful thing is that I believe is that, that we're all initiated to a degree right. um, into the uh, invisible college, as some people have called it. And so where mm. God and the angels and the demons and our te- they're all our teachers there. And we're going through tests and we're, we have to take tests and we do, te- we study and we learn. And, and, right. and that's how we get to deeper levels of understanding and of revelation. And we're trusted with it all. And, uh, right. and that's, so it, that's, so that's how it's revealed, you know? So my, my personal philosophy with it, right. Is that I feel like that to the degree in which you're disciplined, um, that is like where your initiation process starts as far as like, because you in the Bible even speaks about this, how they were um, people in the olden days who were like Christians and namesake only. And if you like uh, my last film I did was called Laodicea and I was inspired to do the film because he said uh, God had told these people that like you are neither hot for me and you're not even cold. Like you're not like a super believer or a non-believer. You guys are just like lukewarm. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all just like, okay, I kind of believe in God or I kind of like worship Jesus, whatever. And he said, because you are neither hot nor cold, I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. And as I think about that, I'm like, it's so crazy. What they're saying, what God is saying, is like, I would rather you be a non-believer than for you to essentially have asked me like, oh, yeah, I'll believe on Sundays when I need to, you know, I'll do this or do that. So in the Bible, you, you hear a lot of stories about like people that were in the towns and in the villages that were just, you know, 
okay, I, I guess I'll listen to what this guy has to say, whatever. He's walking around the road, preaching to people. But then you have the people, um, some of them became disciples and things like that, who were just like, no, I'm going to listen to what he's saying and really try to understand it. And Jesus, a lot of time, talked to them people differently. If you really pay attention to to the Bible, he talks to them literally differently than he talks to everyone else. It's like he has this core group of like, no, you guys get it. You know, everyone else, they say they are in namesake, but they're, they're really not. And it makes me, um, going back to like the uh, discipline thing, I think if, uh, and this is my personal philosophy, and I, and I, and I, and I, t- I tell my friends about this stuff, like, I feel like in order for you to, especially if you're a Christian, if you're, if you're, if you're professed to be a Christian, right? I feel like you have to have a certain degree of, of discipline to even initiate yourself into understanding the dark sayings, the dark mysteries, the parables. Because, um, from my research, from my study of all these different religions, the one common thing that I found in every single religion, and I, I talked to these people on a Twitter space not too long ago, and they telling me about like the Anunnaki and things like that. And and I'm like, yeah, that's all true. And that's all that's that's very interesting stuff. But I kept on asking them, I'm like, yo, what is the what is the core thing that made all these people special though? And they were like, saying all these things. I'm like, y'all, you guys are not getting it. Is they had a supreme amount of discipline. Like their discipline was out of this world. You know, uh, people were like starving themselves for 30 days, 40 days and 40 nights. You had people that would just like go through the immense suffering and keep asking God, like, what else do you want me to do? Like their discipline was out of this world. So to bring it full circle is like that discipline to, to, to have that discipline. If you don't have that, you you can't even. You, you wouldn't even be able to know where to start because anybody that's on, you know, on a spiritual journey, you probably can attest to this. There is a certain level of discipline that you just have to have. You have, you just have to have it. I, I believe and that's, and that's my personal yeah. philosophy as far, you know, that, that discipline to just, to just like, okay, I, I'm not going to masturbate. You know, yeah. this is, this is not healthy for me. I can't, you know, um, go try to sleep with my friend's wife or, or yeah. girlfriend. Right. I can't, I can't be a drunkard all my life. You know, I can't just be gossiping up about random people and things like that. And just from a more proactive standpoint, I have to read the words. I have to meditate on the words. These are what the, I'm not making, this is not my words. This is what the Bible says. Meditate on my words. Um, read the Bible, basically read the scriptures over until you get it, until you understand what, what we're trying to convey to, to, to the people. Um, and if you're not even interested in that, that degree, that pedigree of discipline, it's going to be hard for you to even become initiated and in what people call mysticism, but really, which really is just Christianity for what it really is, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, that's just, that, that, you, know. you know, that word discipline, what I'm thinking about, it could be replaced with hunger. How, mm, much, how, yeah. like, how bad do you want it? Mm-hmm. That's yep. for every, that's for anything. Like how you know what I'm saying, Michael Jordan. How bad do you want to be the best? Mm-hmm. How bad do you I, you know what you gonna do? I'm gonna get up at six o'clock in the morning and shoot a thousand bat shot a thousand free throws. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. While while you know Clyde Drexler, whoever is still asleep. You know yep. my competition yep. is sleeping. The early bird gets the worm. I'm getting up before you, Will Smith. You you hear people 
who yep. have made, who yep. have like yeah. done something. And Will Smith's like, listen, I'm going to stay on the treadmill longer than anybody around me. And there's a voice that tells me to get off, get off the treadmill. Right. We're done. I'm tired. And I, I have to learn that voice, the voice of the mm-hmm. accuser, you know, the, the ego oh. say, no, listen, uh-uh. I'm going to stay yeah. on. So I'm going to get get clear on this voice in me that's telling me no. And we need to stop and we need to, uh, you know, because we got dreams, we got goals, we got ambitions. And it's almost like if you're if you're reading something is don't go deeper. Don't don't look more into that. You know, don't study this any further. You, and, I, and you've probably heard these voices on your journey like, nah, don't. It's almost like certain things like the accuser, uh, uh, you know, Satan, as, 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 as one would put it, is like, is there almost like a roadblock? Like, mm-hmm. like almost like, I don't, you don't need to know this. Don't keep on reading. And some people that are, that are more weak minded, weak in their, their psyche and their spirit, they'll say, they'll literally listen to that inner, that inner critic and be like, you know what? I won't try to understand Ecclesiastes because it's too much for me. Yeah. I won't try to understand. And they're right. They're hundred percent right. As you, as you, as a man thinketh in his heart, so shall he be. And it, it's too much for you. But until you say, you know what? I'm going to get it. I'm going to give myself over to this and the discipline that it takes to read books about. Listen, when I started on to be a, when I wanted to be a full-time podcaster, I stopped listening to Joe Rogan. <laughs> and I started listening to podcasts about podcasting. You know what I'm saying? I started studying in, in discipline. So I know the type of there's etiquette. There's, you know, you need to d- describe if you're doing something for audio and you're showing, hey, man, look what I got right here. Isn't that cool? Awesome, right? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And put it down. Listeners have no idea what the hell I just held up. So you have to <laughs> yeah. like just etiquette, like, oh, wow. So, yeah, yeah. if you pick something up and show it, you got to describe it. OK, he held up his cell phone and he's got the new uh, Samsung Galaxy S21 or whatever. Like you there's right. etiquette like what. Uh, um, and shout out to Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah, I love Joe Rogan. But it's like if you can listen to Joe Rogan or you can be Joe Rogan. Yep. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. You can watch YouTube videos or you can make YouTube videos. Where are you right. at? Man, I got listen, I got a lot of people that that look up to me and listen to my work and they want to be doing what I'm doing, but it just ain't in them, bro. Like yeah. it just ain't I try man, I give you the game. I give you every I, t- I don't hide nothing. Like I tell you yeah. what I do, how much money I make, what's paying, what you need to focus on, how you need to title your videos, listen on all of it. And and I'm giving you the game and folks still won't do it. They tell you, yeah. "Man, I want it. I want it, but you ain't implemented nothing that I showed you. And that and that brings me back to like, that's why extra early, I'm like, is it, and you said you did answer and say, yes, it's a bit of both. But when I, it makes, it reminds me when I was actually like, is it in you or do you, is this something that can be taught? Because I, I think about that a lot. Like a lot of the stuff I do, like 60 page, this there, 30 page, just writing these things there. I remember my brother coming up to me and telling me, he was like, uh, he don't call me Blue, he called me my actual name, Shaquille. He was like, bro, he was like, you just, it, you keep on trying to get everybody else to be on this page that you're on or to understand, oh yeah, bro, just do this and do that. He's like, bro, what you don't understand is you just got something about you where you just know how to do these things. And I'm like, and it makes me think more and more in life. Um, it's like, am I wasting time trying to lead people to water that's not going to drink the water? And then I think about it, I'm like, 
nah, I'm not wasting my time because it's for that one person, bro. It's it's for for that that one person. It's for the younger version of yourself that, 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 that wants to learn and needs somebody to teach them. So you drop in the breadcrumbs and be like, Hey man, Mm. follow me, bro. I got you cuz just keep doing it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh, and that's like Jesus. Yeah. They're like, man, why are you talking all this this dope, deep stuff? Man, nobody listen to you. Because literally, <laughs> 5,000 yeah. people walked away. But 12 yeah. of them kept following. And within mm-hmm. the 12, he had, you know, six and three that it's he told everything to. You and know what I'm saying? Them. Yeah, it was, it's for them. Yeah. It is who it is who, and what you say it is. And, and it does pay off. If you feel led to do it, like, for sure. And I think I... I I, I I had to learn a lesson recently. I tried to open up doors for, for other people who didn't want to do the work. And I, I thought that they didn't know how, like you said, but it just wasn't in them, you know, yeah. but it, but somebody else though, you know, keep giving the yeah. game, keep putting it out there because the next person who needs it, they'll take it and they'll, they'll, they'll bring it to the next level. And, right. uh, and I think you'll get paid. Um, and you know, you will call it karma. You know what I'm saying? Right. For like of you, you know, being a good person. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and nice. like, facts, and not and facts. not not hiding it. Cause there's some stuff you don't need to right. hide. I can tell you, listen, I can tell you everything I'm doing and you still won't do it. Like that should tell right. you. Right. Um yeah. but for the person who wants it, go get it, yeah. young man. You know what I'm saying? It's out there for yeah. you. And anything you want to do, everybody deserves yeah. to do. I say, you know, that word deserve is deep. Cause I, I always mm-hmm. say, man, people deserve to do what they love for a living. I wish people could mm-hmm. wake up and, and 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 write music for a living. People deserve to that thing that's in them that if they're out of alignment and they just, man, I was a garbage man, bro. I was digging ditches, I was cleaning toilets mm-hmm. all for years, and, and that I was a dishwasher, bro. <laughs> not my, I was not in my alignment, and I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't happy. And now I, yeah. it's still a, it blows my mind that I get to wake up and do what I love for a living. I want everybody to experience their bliss, man. And I right. think everybody deserves it, but they don't deserve it. The person right. who deserves it, who goes out there and gets it, and get who's it, willing yeah. to do the work, who's willing to yeah. be consistent, who's willing to discipline themselves. Bro, I can't right. tell you how, man, I got, I'm almost at 500 podcasts. I can't tell you how many times I'm like, man, I don't want to talk to these folks today. Man, I don't want to talk to these psychics today. Man, I had a long night yeah. last night. I got to wake up and talk to another psychic, another pastor. Man, I don't even want to yeah. talk to this dude, man. And I said, yeah. here we go. Let's make it happen. Let's make somebody needs what I got. Lord, speak through me. Help me to have a good talk. It ended up being some of the right. best conversations ever. You know what right. I'm saying? But I had to say, man, you signed up for this. Remember where you was. Remember when you was driving them trucks. Remember when you was listening to podcasts. Goes back to that contrast thing. Yeah, yep. I, I know yeah. I can contrast it of riding in my truck, listening to yeah. Coast to Coast AM for four mm-hmm. hours. Right. And now I'm making four hour episodes that people can listen to. So you pick and choose what you want to do, you know, and, right. uh, and and you show up. Anybody can show up one time. Yeah. But keep showing up, keep showing up, keep showing up. And you get another idea. We're creative. We got all this, you know, channeling mm-hmm. and ideas and inspiration. OK, let's start this kind of podcast. Let's start a Let's work on this kind of music. Now, hold on. I've been branding this for five years and I got a fan base. So now I'm going to work on a, me- a Christian metal album. They, right. they might not buy it. Right. It's like, hold on. Yeah. I want to do all of it. I want to do all. Right. But I, we can't. 
you know, we gotta, we have to pick our lane and we gotta stay in it. And the right. creative right. gets real, you know, it, you have things like all your friends are creating, uh, starting MLMs. They're selling CBD oil and then right. they're selling, um, essential oil and then they're selling vacuums and they're trying to get you to join. And, and they, they ain't successful with none of them, but every other month they got something new. And it's like, hold on, man. The truth is any of those products, any of those MLMs would have worked it, would have worked if you would have stayed at it long enough and worked it. You could have been good at selling CBD. You could have been good at selling essential oils, but because you were interested in the instant gratification, Mm -hmm. you weren't in it for the delayed gratification on the back end. Man, I got five, I got 500 episodes. And they all can, they all bring me money in every day while I'm sleeping. So when you were making your first episodes, starting off the podcast, yeah. right? Did you, cause I know how it is, you know, the first couple episodes, you don't get a lot of views mm-hmm. um, and things like that. What kept you like going? Like 500 <laughs> is a lot. Hey, it's the, hey, it's the, it's the opposite for me, bro. Because mm. the opposite, because when I started was early mm. and, uh, and it wasn't as, as uh, crowded as it is now. So yeah, I started yeah. podcasting in like 20, just messing around like 2010 and uh, mm-hmm. and just doing blog talk radio and and then doing open discussions with people. And I would just, mm-hmm. all I needed was a dope title and a dope thumbnail, which mm-hmm. you had to actually know how to use Photoshop like back in the <laughs> yeah, day. You didn't have Canva. <laughs> no, <laughs> and not everybody's got amazing thumbnails and everybody's got amazing titles and everybody's got amazing content. But so early on out the gate, man, I'm getting way, I was getting way more than I am now. Now it's so Mm -hmm. crowded. Like, you know, it's hard to, you you were in that, that sweet spot. Yeah. I was early. No, I was, yeah, yeah, this was before podcast was even a thing. We didn't even call it that. We called it a radio show. You know, yeah. even though it wasn't remember, on the radio. <laughs> yeah, I, re- I remember Blog Talk Radio. I, I, you know, I'm, you know, I wasn't into it, but I, I would listen to yeah. Blog Talk Radio. Um, yeah, yeah, and, that uh, was so. Like yeah. now, so so, you know, how do you stay consistent when you don't feel like nobody's right. listening? Because at first they was, you know, fifty thousand views on a whack episode, right. a whack episode, making way more money on YouTube back in the day. You know right. what I'm saying? Um, so now, if I was to do a man, sometimes I go, I do a YouTube video, we get 300, 400 views. Bro, right. I was getting 50,000, 60,000, 20,000 on everything I put out. See, it that, was that's the double edged sword. That's the double edged sword when it comes to the comparison. I mean, the contrast. Yeah, man. Because so I had to, as I learn, it's to, the other yeah. way around now. Yeah. Yeah. But I would, I would say it's all relative though. Because, yeah. The nature of the internet, the nature of society, the fabric of it was way different 10, 12 years ago. Yeah. Um, than it is now. But I had to teach like, myself that like every now I feel like everybody mm-hmm. who listens is an engaged listener. Like yeah, you know, with fifty thousand yeah, yeah. people, I, I don't feel like I had fifty thousand engaged. Like if yeah. the algorithm makes it hard to find me, if you found me and you keep showing up, like Right. You really that, resonate with it. You know what I'm saying? That's the perfect so mindset to have about I it. I had to change it. I had to change it because yeah. it, it's, I mean, it, it still comes up, you know? It's like, man, why man, I, I got 400 views or whatever. You know what I'm saying? When you had, I had 40,000 on a whack yeah. episode, man. Um, 
knowing that but, the content you, is good, you know? Would you rather have 40,000 and only about 10 of them go to your Patreon? Or would you rather have 400 and out of that 480 people go to the Patreon? Yeah. So it's it's kind of like a, it's, it's yeah. all like, it's a visual semantics game. Like how mm-hmm. people just put words on things. I think that's how it is with the visual. Some of it is so meaningless that it it's like, it doesn't really, it doesn't really affect you negatively. Like, cause yeah. a lot of times we just see things visually and like, oh, that must be cool. It has a million views. Oh, yeah. But then you look at the content, it's like, there's nothing here for me to, <laughs> you know, it's like, what, what is no, it? Dude, like, that's every day for me, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like, the, the comparison, what... like, you gotta, you gotta. Yeah. I don't listen to a lot, you know, of like even teachers and stuff. I like to try to, yeah. I like to try to like just, be inspired and 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 uh i don't know what a lot of people are doing as far as like in my niche i guess but but i do i do watch a lot of different people's stuff and and it's changing like the game is changing like and 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 i'm trying to i'm i'm keying in on some stuff now as far as it had gotten really easy to do a podcast and uh but there's some things that you probably should do to keep people engaged and highlights right. and stuff like that. So I am making some, yeah. some shifts yeah. now, but, but yeah, the, the comparison is, is, it's different, but yeah, yeah. People are more engaged now The you know, yeah. Yeah. so it, 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 it's hard to put two and two together because right. you would think that out of 50,000, you would have more people who would, would have engaged, but now when even it seems like the numbers are less, but more people are right. supporting and showing up yeah. and, and and commenting and all that kind of stuff, which is strange. So yeah. I don't even know if these numbers are real. I'll be honest with you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's another realm too. You know, yeah. whether I'll, people I'll are buying the, um, fake views and stuff, I don't know. I watched a uh, a, a, a documentary about like basically the internet and the algorithm algorithms and things like that. And you would be surprised at how much BS is going on. You like you may get a video that's you got 300, 400 views the first week. That could really, in reality, be 3,000, 4,000 views. We don't know that. We really don't know, you know. Um, but the only thing you can know, and this is why, to me, it was important for me to do, like, real-world events and do real-world things. Mm-hmm. Because I would look at, like, my uh, my views and stuff. And I'd be like, okay, that's fair, I guess. But I would throw an event, like I did an event in D.C. called Horizon. And it was, like, hundred, like almost 100 people. So it was packed, like. Like we couldn't let anyone in, like, or it would be like a fire marshal type of thing going on. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, the internet is not a really good judge on what is really going on in the real world. Because if I based everything on the internet, like I did my first film, I put it up on the internet uh, called Rose. It was like 350 views. Still to this day, it has about 350 views. And then I did another film that had 250 views. But when I did my event, People were talking to me about my films like, yo, I watched this, like everyone that would come to me like, yo, the, that one film you did, this and that, like, you know, I, I checked out your short film. I'm like, oh, OK, that 300 is 300, but that's 300 real people like the Spartans, bro. Like that's real. This 300 yeah. packed out an event, you yeah. know, so it's like it's all relative. So it's like that 50,000 blog talk radio is like, okay, yeah, that era is kind of over. I know what you're talking about. Like, that's when you could get 500,000. I remember back, and this is not even that long ago. I remember when I was just like, 
producing music and writing music for people and stuff in 2011, 12, having a hundred thousand views on a, on a YouTube video was going viral at that time. People don't even realize this. Now you need like a hundred million views. Oh, yeah. If you had, a, if you had a hundred thousand views on YouTube, you were viral at the time. Um, but with all that said, um, I'm, um, I, I'm being long winded. Um, just to wrap up, do you have any regrets? No, nah. I mean, mm-hmm. probably. I mean, there was things I would, you know, rather have done different for sure. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, but I'm, I'm comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, mm-hmm. in my skin and, and, and with right. the choices and stuff. Cause I mean, I think the regrets come if you don't learn from them. Right. You know, right. so if you got something that you regret, um, is it something that you can learn from so that you don't let it happen again and you don't do it? Uh, whether you treat somebody a certain way, you say something or you're short with somebody, you know, so everything is a learning experience and, and you got to chalk it up to that. So anything that I would regret um, would just sh- show me something about myself that I need to change or need to fix. And it's up to me to do that. So the the whole regret thing, like you don't regret it if you're going to keep doing it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Like right, yeah. if you regret it, then how, how bad do you regret it? That's repentance. That's remorse showing mm-hmm. remorse. You know what I'm saying? So, which is the name of the game. And mm-hmm. so, uh, but no, I'm happy, man, with, uh, with the way everything turned out for sure. And everything's made me who I am today. And I'm, I, I'm super in love with life and my family and God and, just how everything turned out and um i'm just super i my I manifested my dreams and it's it, it feels like a dream every day i'm, I'm not lying yeah. it's insane yeah um man listen i'm i'm just blown away just even speaking about what we're speaking about in such a candid way because this doesn't you can't go to a bar and speak about these things. <laughs> like, you, I can't just call my family members up and get into a conversation about what we've been talking about with them. They're gonna be like, "Hold on, what are you? What? Are you coming? Are you about to come and visit us? Or what? Like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. So, what you mean, Jesus to, is the Son, man? What you talking about? Yeah, what you what, man? You better. Or if you say that, and again, we go back to what you does that mean? You say he ain't literal. No, I didn't say he's not literal. He can be that too if you want him to be. Right. You know, right? So it's all the, you know. You can't, you don't really have these conversations. So I do appreciate them. Um, I want to do one last thing before we get out. Um, and look, guys, if I seem like a novice at podcasts, then I have not, True Secret, I did 500 podcasts. This is my second one interviewing. Hey, you doing uh, great, man. <laughs> doing a guest uh, podcast. So please do not be too hard on me. But I was reading this uh, this book uh, yesterday called The the Christian in Full Armor or Complete Armor. Mm. Um, and... I put it down in my notes. Okay, it's a passage from, okay, here we go. Um, it's from William Grenard's book, published in 1655, The Christian in Complete Armor. And I, and I wanted to end with this, so, I, I'm a, so it's coming in at this point. Um, it's a passage that's found in chapter five, where Grenard describes the subtlety of Satan as a troubler and an accuser of sin, which is so crazy because you, you use the word accuser um, earlier in the podcast. I was like, oh, that is crazy how this, you know, comes all around. But um, so in the chapter, this is what I highlighted. It says, first, he will persuade thee that thy duty and thyself are hypocritical, proud, formal, etc., because something of these sins are to be found in thy duty. Now, Christians, 
Learn to distinguish between pride and a duty and a proud duty, hypocrisy in a person and a hypocrite, wine in a man and a man in wine. The best of saints have the stirrings of such corruptions in them and in their services. These birds will light on an Abraham sacrifice. But comfort thyself with this, that if thou findest a party within thy bosom pleading for God and entering its protest against these, thou and thy services are evangelically perfect. God beholds these as the weakness of thy sickly state here below and pities thee as thou wouldst do thy lame child. How odious is it to us that is it is he to us that mocks one for natural defects, a blear eye or a stammering tongue. Such are these in the new nature. Meaning, right? This is what I got from that, that we will be imperfect and we will fall short at times. And Satan will remind us of it every time. You even see it like the people that you're around sometimes, like your peer group. You notice them people like you don't matter what you're doing. They'll like point out like, well, you said this thing and then this, you know, you'll notice that. And um, my thing is that we must remember that God knows that we are not perfect and doesn't judge us by our human shortcomings, but by who we are as a total being. And Martin Luther King's unfulfilled dreams. And this is like a crazy left turn, but it all makes sense. And Martin Luther King's speech, unfulfilled dreams. He echoed the same sentiment as Garnall when he said, God does not judge us by the separate incidents or the separate mistakes that we make, but by the total bent of our lives. So with that being said, Truth, it was a pleasure speaking with you. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, I, we went on for we're probably like an hour and 30 now. I didn't know it was going to last this long, but I appreciate you coming on, man. I really do. Yeah, I enjoy building with you, man. And uh, dude, mm-hmm. keep it up. And I, I definitely kept a good conversation going, you know, yes, an yes, interview for yes. sure, but but more of a conversation, being able to connect with that person on camera for the right. first time. I, I love doing what I do and, uh, and I right. enjoyed connecting and I, I with want, you, man. I, so. I want the audience to know this was going to be an audio only podcast. Truth kind of like, you know, he put, he, he was on video. So you, I said, you know what, I'll, <laughs> I'll come on video. So, yeah. I enjoyed it so much, man. Thank you so much. And, uh, yeah, my, my website and all that stuff is uh, truthseeker.com, truth, S-E-E-K-A-H.com. I've got a, a free uh, meditation available for your listeners. It's called the Throne Room Meditation and uh, they're next level. I hire voice right. actors and sound effects and all of that within these guided meditations. You meet angels mm. that talk to you and uh, it's oh, they're, yeah. they're insane. Yeah. So make yeah, sure you, make sure you guys go check that out okay. too. So. Yeah, you you definitely taking it to a, to another level. Talking about that dedication thing that we was talking about. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna have everything in the description for my YouTube. I'm gonna throw this up on, on Spotify. I'm gonna have all your links and everything in the description. Again, I thank you for um coming on, and I will. There's going to be you know I'll talk to you after this podcast. But thank you, True, for coming on, man. I appreciate. Thank you for you. having me, man. Meets the world. No thank problem, you so much. man. Mm-hmm.